Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. Today we're going to have a conversation. Well, let's just let's just lay it up here a little bit. A lot of uh, a lot of us have heard the conversation about halftime, midlife crisis, second phase of life. Most of us look at middle age as a time when we reevaluate the direction of our lives. But if you didn't, what if you didn't have to waste the first twenty five years? Paul Soane decided he didn't want to waste any more time. He wrote "Quarter Life Calling: Pursuing Your God Given Purpose in Your Twenties." And I wish I could have had this book when I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Paul Sohn, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. How in the world did you get to this point where you realized in your early 20s that you didn't want to waste time going out making big bucks, pursuing the American dream? You wanted to get right down to what did God want you to be doing now? You didn't want to waste time. Yeah. How, what, what shocked you into that reality? Well, you know, I grew up in an Asian American household where there's a lot of expectation. Um, and for me, you know, when I graduated from college, I wanted to get into my dream job, which was to work for a Fortune 500 company. And I ended up getting into a company called Boeing, uh, the largest aerospace company in the world, mm. and really just kind of worked my way up. I was making a lot more money than what I could ever imagine. And at that moment, um, it looked great, but after about six months into the process, that's when I really started to feel this sense of emptiness, this disappointment and disillusion in my heart. And I didn't really know why I was experiencing it, honestly. But later on, I realized that I was experiencing a quarter-life crisis for me, and um, I wasn't the only one. All my other peers were actually wrestling with the same questions. And I remember uh, one day, I was just getting so depressed, waking up Monday morning and really asking myself, like, I thought getting into this dream job would provide the ultimate happiness of my life, but it fails to deliver. And, you know, I'm just crying out to God, and I'm like, God, why am I so empty? Why do I feel so just disillusioned? You know, I didn't sign up for this. And as I was just praying, I really felt God was saying to me, Paul, you've been asking the wrong questions all your life. And that's when it dawned on me that everything in my life was what I wanted, right? What kind of school I wanted to get into, what kind of job I wanted to have, and what kind of circle of friends that I was part of. And never once I asked God, God, what is your plan for my life? And, you know, throughout, through that moment, um, I had a conversation with my mentor. And that's when my mentor is like, Paul, do you realize that God has a purpose, that God is calling upon your life? And you need to start discovering that. So long story short, um, I started reading uh, a book um, called The Call by Os Guinness. And it's a, it's a very like academic, thick book, but it literally changed my life because it redefined how I saw success. Where It was all about discovering your calling, the purpose that God has for you, instead of 
constantly trying to compare yourself to every other people around you. Um, so that, that was a critical defining moment that really helped me to start asking myself, what is my calling? What does the journey of finding my calling look like? And uh, yeah, now I'm here. Oh, that is awesome. So I want our listeners to know who we are talking to. We are talking with Paul Sohn, and he is the author of a book called Quarter Life Calling. So you wake up to this reality. You've got the dream job. You know, you are working at a, at a large aerospace manufacturer. I will say Boeing, another free plug right here, and I work for him. <laughs> you know, so it, what did you do? So you're reading the book by Oz Guinness on, on this whole The Call. What do you do? I mean, did, did you just, I mean... You, did it shift your mindset to recognize your work as a mission in the engineering field at Boeing, or or what did God say to do next? Yeah, well, it, it helped me understand that success is not about uh, climbing the corporate ladder. It's not about amassing a, a, a huge amount of fortune, or it wasn't about the titles of prestige, but success, according to God's definition, was spelled faithful stewardship, and it was becoming the person that God has created me and called me to be. So that was a big paradigm shift that happened in my mind, but you know, with that, it really kind of led me on a completely new trajectory. Now asking the right questions of like, God, how did you design me? How did you wire me? Uh, instead of, I need to become what this world views as success. Uh, I had to completely start from a different perspective and really live for the audience of one. Um, and that, that was a big shift because from then, from then on, I, I worked for four and a half years. Uh, I no, no longer work for the company now. But uh, at the age of 28, I did the craziest thing a 28-year-old do, and I quit my job without having any job lined up. And it was probably one of the the most most uh, uh, courageous decisions I've ever made in my life because literally I had to move back in with my my parents and had to make some major decisions. But you know, I, I knew that as I had a greater confidence and clarity of my calling. I, I know this life that God's given me is a one-time gift, and I don't want to just live for myself or live for my comfort, but really squeeze every single calling and giftedness that God's called me to live for His glory. So it was just part of this quarter-life crisis that really helped me to transition into what I call my quarter-life calling. You know, your generation, the millennial generation, is saying, hey, you know, let me just say this. The boomer generation was searching for the meaning of life. The Xers just get missed. And then the the millennial generation is like, I'm not so interested in the meaning of life. I want to know meaning and work. Why this shift? Well, you've been talking to a lot of people. Why is this next generation in the workplace, the millennials, why are they, I mean, because what you, the questions that you're asking at such a young age, in your quarter-life area, most people in our generation, in the boomer generation, didn't ask until their 50s or their 60s. Mm-hmm. So what is it about your generation that says, we want meaning now, we don't want to waste our time? Well, I think uh, what's unique about my generation as millennials is we had afforded the opportunity for so many different choices, whereas our parents perhaps um, they they really didn't have as many choices available. So with uh, the influx of different majors that a uh, you know student can choose from, um, with you know what type of jobs available, and with so much change that's happening in the landscape we're living today with technology, it's really created this 
opportunity for us to think about what is the the right thing to do, right? what is the right uh, company, right organization, right calling that I need to choose in order to uh, live this purpose-driven life, right? So uh, with that, I think so much more young people uh, view their work central to their identity. So uh, many of them are trying to figure that out is how can I, instead of bypassing all the 20 years, maybe li- working for one company, how can I maybe identify different companies or side hustles, if you will, mm-hmm. where I could truly tap into the purpose? Here's the question for you. you in the, it, your book is so good, and it's, it's so easy to read through. Why don't you explain adult adolescence to, 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 to the audience? Yeah, adult adolescence is uh, is an interesting word because you think about the word there's adult and there's adolescence in it, right? And it's a new term because back in the day, you know, 40, 50 years ago, you were an adolescent and you became an adult. But actually now, with uh, the shifting landscape that we're in, we're actually seeing a new life stage called emerging adulthood, which many people would call adolescence. And essentially, you know, 50 years ago, you became an adult when you were about 22. And there are traditional markers of what define adulthood, such as becoming financially independent, finishing education, getting married, having kids. But today, because of, you know, people... Now pursuing um, more graduate studies because just having a college degree doesn't guarantee a job, right? And people are postponing their marriage, um, you know, until their late twenties and now early thirties has created this whole new life stage from about age twenty, early twenties to thirty, where they're trying to figure themselves out. Um, so this adult lessons is period where. People are feeling in between, not like an adolescent, but also not like an adult as well. And they feel stuck in the middle. So is it a negative um, phase of life or a very necessary one? Well, it's it's just part of life now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of millennials happen to be that age frame, uh, frame of 18 to early 30s now. But, right. you know, when... Gen Z comes up, they're also going to go through the same thing. So it's just now the new normal. And mm-hmm. uh, adult lessons might be more uh, perceived as something negative, but this whole emerging adulthood from age 18 to early 30s, it's now part of this reality. And we yeah. need to understand that it's going to be one of the biggest transitions that have ever happened in any decade is in this generation right now. You know, and Paul, one of the things you said earlier really ties into that is that this whole idea that there's just so many more choices out there that it's going to take a little while to filter through them and figure out what the what those good choices are. But you reference some really good um, ways to figure that out in your book. Why don't we talk about that? Yeah, well, I think a big part of it is um, understanding how are you designed? So if you're going to make a career vocational decision with, uh, and in front of you have, let's say, five to seven different choices available, you need to start asking yourself, how am I wired? How, how did God design? Uh, I call it, what is your vocational sweet spot? And that's a very important criteria that's going to help you make the right decisions instead of uh, what the world may say, which is, 
you know, you got to find a job that pays most or what's the job that's going to give you the greatest reputation or that's going to maybe please your parents. If that becomes the first thing that you look for in a job, it's, it's not really going to bring you fulfillment and, and meaning in terms of the work you do. But what if you could entirely see it differently from how did God design me? Okay, so let's let's do that. I was I'm glad you went and got spiritual on I me mean, because I was going to ask you that question. As we talk with Paul Sohn about his book Quarter Life Calling, you can get a copy today. Call us the listener line 866-713-9675 866-713-WORK. Paul, how did your faith fit into all of this? As you mentioned on the in you had to, you quit your job, moved in back with mom and dad to kind of go through this quarter life crisis. Now, are you still living with mom and dad? Um, I now actually I'm officially fully independent as I got married just a little bit over two months ago. But for about a period of three to four years, I had to move back with my uh, parents. And how did they feel about that? Did they feel like, because I, I, as a parent of a kid in, I've got kids, two kids in their twenties. I'm not sure I want to move them back home. How did you, how did, did, (laughs) did they feel like a failure because you had to move back home or, I mean, how did that all work? Well, I think I'm, I'm a little bit unique in the sense because um, when I was 14, I, I moved away from my entire family. So um, I didn't necessarily have the same upbringing many people have. So by the time that I graduated from college and started working at Boeing and then now had the opportunity to move back with my parents, actually my parents uh, really uh, enjoyed it and they kind of welcomed it as well as myself because they knew that God kind of gave me this last opportunity before I end up getting married and becoming fully dependent to really spend the last maybe few years with them. I like that. That's 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 fantastic. So through this whole process of, of working on finding your the calling on your life, what what did you find was the exact calling on your life right now? Yeah, that's a great question. I think for me, um, the calling statement that I, I share with others is to equip the next generation to discover their unique calling. So my calling, in essence, is to really help others find their calling. So you mentioned earlier you called it quarter-life crisis, and Martha's got a question here too, but I want to make sure that you... I mean, this crisis, what is this crisis in this quarter-life? I mean, are, 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 are young people in their mid-20s suffering from a crisis of some sort? Yes, it is. And um, I cannot emphasize this enough because it's not just like this, oh, you have a quarter-life crisis, how cute. Like, it's actually a real thing. Um, and especially if you talk, if you see on the news, there's so much talk about mental health, uh, anxiety, and depression. Uh, it's really on the rise, and it's just killing so many um, souls and, uh, you know, these future of young people. The reason why is because of quarter-life crisis. And a quarter-life crisis is happening because they're entering into this new um, landscape in this world where there's, as I was sharing, there's so many options, but at the same time, there's no one who's really guiding them on what to make the right decision, uh, being able to understand uh, that what they see on social media is not reality, but oftentimes because of average millennials spending two and a half hours on social media, they believe what they see on the screen is reality, oh, yeah. which is not. It's just a highlight reel. So someone to really guide them through this process is right. so important. If not, then they're just going to continue to feel like they're, they're not good enough. 
Oh, so good. So tell us who this book is actually for. Is this for the young adult to read before they hit a crisis? Is it for their parents? Is it for people that are already in crisis? Who gets the most out of it, or is it all of them? Yeah. Well, primarily, I would say this book is for those who are between the age of 18 to 30, right? Anywhere from who's entering college, really thinking about what is the next transition of my life looks like, those mm-hmm. who are currently fraught in a moment like a quarter-life crisis, but those who uh, are parents and others who really want to help their children understand more about the generation, right. this is a good, good resource yeah. for them as well. Check them out online, promisekeepers.org. That is going to be a transformational. I love the fact that it's 2020, the year of, again, of another vitriolic election in this country. But men are going to come together and worship Jesus all together. Promisekeepers.org, Dallas Cowboy Stadium, July 31st, 2020. You've been listening to our work room with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for, for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at I Work For Him and online, IWorkForHim.com.